Good evening and welcome to the DeFi Daily, a 10-minute or less crypto and DeFi update. My name is Pat, here without my, my co-host Amy. She's in an important uh, meeting, but that's okay. We're here to talk crypto. As always, the DeFi Daily is sponsored by Bitwave. Bitwave is an all-inclusive drop-in solution for businesses that are using crypto, that are using crypto for tax, accounting, ARAP, you name it, we do it. We recently added a great feature around bulk pay. So if you need to do bulk payments out to vendors or customers or, or uh, uh, employees for dividends or investors, whatever it is, uh, we got you covered. Uh, check it out, bitwave.io. All right, today is going to be a super interesting day to, to chat. I'm so excited. We're essentially doing a, a whole day on Solana. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I like talking about it. It's, it's super interesting. It's going to be an interesting discussion. They're, they're in, in a world of hurt right now. But let's do the numbers. The uh, The markets are up today. Markets are overall up three and, a, three and a third percent. The overall market cap is $2.13 trillion. That's pretty good. I'll take it. Uh, Bitcoin up four and a half percent to $47,000. Ethereum up 3.3% to $3,394. I do that every time. Uh, uh, Cardano up just slightly to two thirty eight. You know, I was expecting more from Cardano. Cardano just kicked out their, uh, and their, their smart contract stuff today. And I think the first couple NFTs were going on Cardano. Uh, for them to have a pretty lackluster day, uh, if not even down a little bit, is not great. Not great. Uh, Cardano, not great. Uh, Solana is the one we're going to talk about. Solana is off 4.5% at 157.48. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about this. In their defense, off, you know, everyone's green and them being off $4.5% uh, is actually not that bad. It's actually not that bad. I would expect it to be way more. Uh, other notable things here, I don't know, Uni is up 10% to $25. Luna is off 1.5% to $36. Link is holding is up 10%. Link, why are you up 10%? All right, that's enough numbers for the time being. Um, you know, what we're going to be talking about today is Solana. That's that's the big thing in the news. We If we have if we have time, we'll hit a few other things. But there, uh, you know, high level uh, this morning, there was a an IDO for a token named Radium on the Solana blockchain uh, at that point. Uh, an attack the what I'm going to be calling an attack I don't I'm not sure that they really said the word attack Solana in their in their tweets and stuff but uh, an attack occurred that basically started flooding the network for, with 400,000 transactions per second and within no time uh, that had caused a, a massive outage so let's let's start breaking it down you guys know me I talk a lot about the use case for different cryptocurrencies and I don't do that lightly like I don't do that because I I have a strange obsession with the term use case although I do like that word I probably do overuse it if we're being honest um, I do it because I've I've been around in crypto forever. Uh, like literally, I mean, I, like I got into crypto like a super long time ago. I love crypto. Um, and I've seen it all. And I'm reminded, <laughs> I'm reminded of a delightful time. So uh, let's go back in time to like uh, 2010, I believe it was. I could be, I could be off a year or two here, but uh, 2010, Bitcoin was relatively new, but it was, it was picking up steam. People knew about Bitcoin. People were getting excited about it. And this was, if you could even imagine this, there was a world before the scaling debate. I know that that's almost ridiculous to say, but there was a world that existed before the Bitcoin scaling debate did. And a lot of people who uh, are have affinity with Bitcoin Cash, some of these other tokens that are out there, don't fully remember this time. Uh, and not a lot of people do. I mean, I think the total number of people involved in crypto was like 2,000. I mean, there was not a lot of people in this stuff, maybe 10,000. And uh, what happened was that the Bitcoin was starting to get get popular, and someone you know ran a dot. They they dosed it. They they did a denial of service against against Bitcoin, 
And it was not that hard. You know, Bitcoin price was super cheap. It was very easy to flood the network, uh, essentially fill up the mempool, crash all the servers that were running, you know, crash the servers. There was a bunch of memory bugs inside of Bitcoin anyways. Uh, go through all that, crash it. Uh, ma- major issues, forks, bug. there were bugs. There were like, it was just, it was just a complete mess. And so the, the, the scaling debate around Bitcoin did not come about in a vacuum. Like there was not someone, there was not someone maniacally twiddling their fingers, sitting around thinking about how they could, how they could cause consternation and angst in the industry, in the, uh, in the community. It was a direct result to, to attacks, uh, to, to, uh, to denial of service attacks, like flooding, transaction flooding attacks. And so that's why they put the, uh, the one megabyte uh, cap on the, the Bitcoin blocks was basically to create incentive fee economies to cap the, the realistic amount of, of transactions you could flood, the denial of service transactions you could flood in there. So when you are designing a blockchain, it is, it is important to remember. So, so all that is to say is that Bitcoin's kind of been through this. Like we're not anywhere new. Like we've seen this before. Uh, it's a lot of people's first time, don't get me wrong, but we've kind of seen this before in the in the grander scheme. Um, but at the end of the day, very early on, like like crypto and, and this study of, of decentralized technology is a relatively new study. I mean, even in computer science, like distributed systems are old at this point, but decentralization like this is a relatively new uh, field of study. And honestly, the there is this there's this theorem in, in computer science called cap theorem, which dictates you know, like more or less how, how well a distributed system can kind of operate under different condition, failing conditions. That same thing exists for, for blockchains. But instead of, instead of the, the cap theorem things, what you're, what you're trading off with blockchains is basically centralization, transactions per second, and privacy. Those three things form this kind of triangle that are all in tension with each other. So any one of those things that you move around affects all the other ones. Zcash is a great example. I love Zcash to death. It's a great protocol. Their ZK snarks are so freaking slow. It is so slow to do that. It is so memory intensive. A lot of uh, a lot of exchanges won't do it. Even ones that are allowed to legally won't do it because it's such a drain. So you make you know, considerations there. Um, you 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 know the more you are centralized, the higher your transaction throughput can be. Because if you are just one single machine. Like, you know, take it to the extreme. If you have an entire blockchain, one single machine, you can do a million transactions a second, no problem, maybe even more. Um, as soon as you go beyond one machine, you uh, you no longer have that and you begin running into issues around speed of light and network propagation, all these other problems. There is a natural limit to how many transactions per second even very, very complex systems can, can handle. Um, and that's why, you know, the way you deal with that in general is sharding. Like, that's why Ethereum 2.0 is going the sharding route where you set up lots of different like sister systems that can all kind of do their own thing. And that way you can scale horizontally. That's the right way to scale. Solana decided to go the other direction, which is they, they did, I mean, in their defense, they've done a lot of really, really cool things. They have a lot of really cool optimizations to essentially deal with, with a high transaction throughput. And, and by golly, if it didn't go pretty well up until about 300,000 transactions per second, so the, an attack came, uh, ostensibly it seems like it was people who did not want this IDO to happen around radium or, or didn't like radium or I don't know, just, just, uh, malarkey causers. That's fine too. Uh, went out and essentially started flooding the network around 300,000 to 400,000 transactions per second. Uh, there basically became a cascading fail, set of failures where there's the way Solana works is it's a, ostensibly a proof of stake network, but it's a centralized proof of stake. There's a thousand validator nodes that run. And I think it's I think those are controlled by a pretty small number of people. So a thousand validator runs uh, nodes running. Uh, when you have that few nodes, you can do a lot of cool stuff. 
you can you can rely on you can rely uh, more on the the trustiness of the nodes because you know all the node operators. Uh, you can uh, you can do some optimizations. You can assume you can assume better throughput of the network between those nodes. Like there's just some nice stuff you can make assumptions about. Um, but still, things always fall apart uh, under under stress. So these nodes, uh, what happened is you get, they got to a certain point and they were the the memory buffer that was essentially holding kind of the current state would overflow or was 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 getting filled up too fast, and so they were ending up with with different current states in the different nodes, which as I understand as I understand it, which then directly leads to forks. So then each of the validators started forking, uh, essentially uncontrollably. <laughs> the validators were forking uncontrollably, uh, which then which then led to uh, uh, the uh, Solano Foundation pulling the plug. So this is notable for a couple of reasons. Um, when you as a when you as a a group a foundation pull a plug on your blockchain, uh, and I and they they basically hit a kill switch to stop everything going. You are doing two things. You are you are first of all saying, uh, dear world world that is out there, dear kind world, uh, we are we are not uh, up to the hackers that are attacking us. In this case, it's even more embarrassing because the denial of service is such an e- like this is the easiest attack in the entire world to anticipate. Like it is, it is, I, I like I, it's just it's just so easy to anticipate this. So you're saying, hey, our our chops are not up to being able to handle uh to handle this stuff. Um, second, what you're saying is we are a, we are a centralized protocol. If there is a single kill switch, you are a centralized protocol. Um, that actually has super interesting implications from a tax and accounting perspective. By the way, we should talk about that at a later date. But purely from a, a me as a practitioner and lover of crypto, I don't like centralized things. If I wanted a centralized thing, I would use Visa. Visa can handle you know uh, millions of transactions a minute so they could you know they could beat this pace and they are centralized and we should just be using that you know the whole point of of decentralization is to take power away from the banks not to just take the power away and give it to a group of 10 developers so this is a major market like the 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 chatter online was just crazy i mean people were like oh you know ethereum is centralized because uh one time people you know they did this hard fork on ethereum like no, no no like it takes months if not years of work to get the consensus built, the political consensus built, to get a hard fork done on Ethereum. Having a kill switch for Ethereum doesn't exist. You can't do it. Same with Bitcoin, same with Bitcoin Cash, Dash, all these guys. There's no way to kill these things. Solana obviously has that. Um, they'll say they're in a beta period, but uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of those, it's one of those really tough places to come back from. All that being said, Solana dropped 5.5% today. If you had asked me to put odds on this, if I were the hackers, I would have bought so much of this and shorted it, expecting like a 20 to 25% drop. I mean, it should have been this cascading series of failures. Now, part of that might be that a lot of Solana is locked on Solana. And so is, is essentially now that the, the network is down. It's, I'm recording this uh, nighttime Pacific time and the network's been down for 10 hours straight. Uh, a lot of Solana is locked on Solana. And so there's a good chance that people couldn't actually remove their Solana to <laughs> to uh, to sell it. So essentially people who are happily sitting on Solana in exchanges are just like, oh, well, this seems bad. I'll sell it. <laughs> and everyone else is like, oh my God, I need to get off the, the, the I need to get off the um the network. So I, I'm not sure exactly where it all sitting, but I would have expected a bigger dip. Anyways, uh really tough day for Solana. I'm sure they'll bounce back. It's a good, it's a crack team of, of technologists. So it'll be, you know, I expect to see good things from it, but um, don't let anyone ever tell you the blockchains are easy. Don't let anyone forget why why there why the scaling debate happened in the first place around Bitcoin. Um, 
it is it is all uh it, everything like history history uh uh it doesn't repeat it just rhymes so anyways on that note have a really wonderful evening we went over today but hey it's just me so there are no rules i'm the i'm like the nice parent um everyone have a wonderful wonderful evening we will see you tomorrow